0: Today is the first day of Future Ready. That is a program where I am interviewing people who are experts in their field of study or in their profession, and they are gonna help us be prepared for what comes tomorrow. So get ready, because it's all unfiltered. Dennis Michael Lynch gives you his word and he will never let you
1: down. He will always fight for America.
0: The only one who really puts his money
1: where his mouth is, is Dennis Michael Lynch.
0: Hello, I'm Dennis Michael Lynch, and I thank you for joining me today. I'm going to be bringing in a man named Sheriff Eric Flowers. He is the sheriff of Indian River County in Florida. He has a fantastic track record. I know this because he's my sheriff. He's up for re-election this year. And, of course, uh, he's battling all the evil that is on the left And yet, this man continues to do all he can to make Indian River County a safer place. We brought him in to be the first guest on this new series that I call Future Ready. It airs every weekend, 52 weekends, to where I bring somebody in here in the studio to be my guest, or I interview them on the big screen. Uh, Sheriff Flowers has joined us today to discuss a few pressing items that are happening here in America, and that could very well become major, major issues beyond how major they are already if we don't put new practices into place. One of the things we're going to speak about today and we're going to start off first with is the dangers of AI. Artificial intelligence is growing so rapidly, so quickly, and so unbelievably, like how are they doing that, that the sheriff is going to tell you about some of the crimes that you have to watch out for And this is only in the very early stages of AI. It's only gonna become more nefarious and more dangerous and more hard to detect between what is real and what is fake as the days, months, and years are ahead. Then we're also gonna be talking about the drug and homelessness issue that we have in this country. The drugs right now are insane. Between what's coming through the uh, border, through the cartels, Between what's happening with prescription drugs it just seems as if each year we see the numbers continue to grow and grow worse and worse about how many people are actually overdosing or even worse dying from things like fentanyl heroin whatever homelessness I did a whole movie on this called the United States of Tents it was one of the most popular films on Amazon Prime when it was aired in 2020 to this day I still get royalties from it because it's watched so many times. It doesn't matter where you live in this country. You can be in Maine or you can be in California, you could be in Minnesota or down at the tip of Texas. You could be in southern Florida down in the Keys and you will see homeless people. This isn't just your local drunk or drug addict. Homelessness is impacting, infect, uh, it's affecting everybody. Children, mothers, entire families, the elderly, it's happening to black, white, Latino, Asian, it's happening to people who are straight, queer, everybody is being impacted by the high cost of living here in the United States. They're being impacted by not enough affordable housing. And so what we do is we have people who are now living in the streets, good people who eventually fall to the horrors of living in a tent, or in a car, or in a cardboard box. So we're going to talk to the sheriff about how it is that he's addressing things like AI crimes and homelessness and drugs on the street. And so with that being said, I'm going to introduce to you now Sheriff Eric Flowers. All right, Sheriff. So I appreciate the big way you being here. I mean, you are the first uh, guest that we've had here in this new studio. Now, really? Yeah. No, I've had you on my program before. Yeah. And you were at my house.
1: Yes. So you can see this is... Uh, it's amazing. This is, is an incredible studio. I'm, I'm so happy that we have this here in Indy River County. I'm, I'm really proud. And right. I'm, I'm, I'm honored that you would have me as your first guest. I appreciate so, it. You. I appreciate yeah. it.
0: Well, you know what? Look, um, you know, for people who... I mean, obviously, we're national, right? And then you've got a... Uh, take into account the fact that there's so much uh, division right now between left and right or what mm-hmm. have you. And one of the big things that causes that division is that the left wants to pretend as if we don't have crazy crime. Sure. And and, and the right is sitting, sitting there and saying, what are you talking about? We do. Mm-hmm. And unless you start putting in the rule of law and say, hey, we're not going to take this kind of crap. You're going to be unruly. Now, every time I speak to somebody, I say, hey, man, I live in Indian River County, yeah. and my guy doesn't take any of that BS. That's right. We don't have any of that crap that yeah. you have. So if you want to see what it's like to live in a nice place mm-hmm. where you know the police and the sheriff and everybody yeah. else is going to be out there in for full force, come to Indian River County. Absolutely. This guy's fantastic. And Thank so you. And so that's how I, I, I always describe it in these conversations. And one of the things about this particular show, I mean, we're, we're calling it Future Ready. This is a, sun, a weekend show. And the concern that a lot of people have that we hear uh, is that things are moving so quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, AI, Yeah. people don't even understand how it works, how it's developed. And then on top of that, you're like you see videos of Trump and it's like, oh my God, look, he was at Epstein's Island. No, it's not. It's, it's not real. It's not real. Yeah. But you can't decipher the difference. And, yeah. and We've put a couple of videos together which we're going to show you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of conversation today, Uh, A couple of things I want to go over with you, but the number one thing is AI Mm -hmm. and how it is that people can be a victim to AI. Absolutely. So if you were to just pick out one thing to start off with before I play these videos, we'll get a kick out of them. But if you were to just start one thing that you're starting to
1: see in terms of AI crimes, Mm -hmm. what is it? So what the bad guys are doing now, and we've traditionally dealt with scams for years, right? They are our elderly population are massive victims to these scams. And and one of the most common ones is called the grandparent scam. So what these bad guys do is they prey on the vulnerability of our elderly. They'll call up and they'll say, Grandma, I've been arrested, right? And Grandma will say, Billy? Now they know who your grandson is. Yes, it's me, Billy. I sound funny because I'm in Mexico and I went on a trip for school and I'm caught down here and I need you to wire this money. I need you to do this. And people fall for this all the time. We have people fall for this. Here in Indian River County, all the time, the grandparents scam. Well, now, these bad guys are taking it to the next level. Because if they can get three seconds of your voice, they can actually make you say whatever they want you to say. So if they know your information and they know who your grandma is, they can call up and get you to say three seconds worth of whatever. Hey, we're just calling you to check. How did that water heater work out for you? Oh, it's been great. No problem. I've got three seconds of your voice. Now when I call your grandma, I sound just like you. I've created the entire dialogue, and that script now is 100% real for grandma because she believes your voice even more so. We've got a lot of smart people that don't fall for the grandparent scam without AI, but now that we're in this AI world, it's a game changer.
0: So I'm going to play a video here from Trump, and then after that I'm going to play a video of Barack Obama. Okay. Now, uh, I took the liberty... Of just making fun of this, sure, right? playing some fun, but there's a real seriousness to it, and uh, we'll play the video, and then I'll, I'll I'll explain to you how I actually did this, which makes it even scarier. 1st okay. first, sure. first, we'll start off with Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Take a listen to this. Trump seems to really like you in this video, okay, and he likes me even better. So okay.
1: Take a listen. Hey, sheriff. Let me ask you right here on DML's show. If you will please consider being my head of Homeland Security. And as for you, DML, the invitation remains open. If you would like to be my running mate, you would make a great looking vice president. Love your hair. It's thicker than mine. Well, so, hey, listen, I got an offer to be the Department of Homeland Security, so I've got to go. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, right? So you, that's so real.
0: If you put so, obviously, I made it comical, right, in that sense. But think about this for a second. If that's out there right sure. now, It can very well be like, oh, wow, this guy, Sheriff Flowers, he must be amazing. The audio is perfect. Perfect. The lips are almost absolutely perfect. Yeah. And so so, if I put that on Twitter right now and put, hey, at at Sheriff Flowers, I'm going to do it. Yeah. People would start to believe like, oh, wow, Trump wants this guy for Homeland Security. Yes. Now, that would be a good thing, I guess, even though it would be dishonest. Totally. Because it lifts you. Yeah. But what about if I did it differently and he said- I am telling you right now, if you vote for Eric uh, Flowers, you are going to wind up having more crime in your
1: county than ever before. Do not do it. Yeah. It could destroy you in two seconds. Absolutely. And that's what's happening. You know, we're on this election cycle coming up to 2024. This technology is available to consumers. You did this with your laptop right here in the studio. So let me tell you how I did this. All I had to do Mm -hmm. was pick
0: Trump, Mm -hmm. pick whoever I want. And write what I want him to say. Mm-hmm. Hit enter, and yes. within thirty seconds, I got that. It's generated. Now, in you know, look, I've been editing films my whole what, adult life, at least since nine eleven, right? Since mm-hmm. two thousand and one is when I got into filmmaking and stuff of that nature. For me to do something like that, I would have been able to do that with Final Cut Pro. Taking his a lot of work, through, a lot of work, a lot of work would have taken me a week. Yes, absolutely. It took me thirty seconds, and and, and for twenty nine dollars for the year. Yeah. Okay. So now I want to play another one, okay. right? Now, this one is of Barack Obama. Right. Now, Barack Obama is going to admit to us that AI is very dangerous and that the Democrats may be using it for, for nefarious reasons. Take okay. a listen.
1: Hey, DML, you look great and the sheriff deserves a re-election. To answer your questions, yes, Democrats know AI can alter an election by changing votes. And yes, we know Joe Biden is mentally unfit to be president. But understand this, radicals like myself, we will do anything to retain power. Okay, so so
0: now it's scary that I can get him to say what I want him to say, that you need to be reelected and that, you know, I'm a great guy. But... It also has his cadence. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. Exactly. Where Trump like kind of talks about, yeah. he always has that cadence and it's got it perfect. Absolutely. I didn't even have to put commas in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So to that level, this is how dangerous it's getting. I'll give you an example of something I had to do only a couple of weeks ago. And the first thing I thought to myself was, that, my God, they've got to do something in the banking system. So I had to wire money from one account to another account. Mm-hmm. I think it was, well, I won't even say the bank, but I had to do from one account to another account. And my guy who manages my money says, all right, listen, well, she's going to call you mm-hmm. and she just wants to get you on the recorded line saying to do that. And I said, okay. Yes. And she called me up. Hey, Dennis, what's going on? Blah blah. blah, yeah. blah. Is it okay if we transfer the $10 from here to there? And I said, it was a big transfer. And I said, "Yeah, sure, absolutely." And I got off. I said, "My God, I, you know, here I am. Mm-hmm. I've got
1: podcasts. I've probably said every word in the English language." Same with me. All Same the times that I've spoken, my work, mine is out there. I don't. They don't have to capture me. It's on YouTube. It's on newscast. They have three seconds. They can make my voice anywhere they want. So we, we've painted the
0: picture of 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 gloom and doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, very scary. Uh, and it's
1: and, and here's the other thing too, Sheriff. Sure. This is in its infancy. I'm going to take you to the next step. I, when we first started talking about talking about AI, it was on the heels of me watching an hour-long like, TED Talk of sorts. It was a, a, a group that um, presents. And this particular group talks about um, using AI and the dangers and things that they're worried about, right? That they're, they're like for the ethical use of AI. And the things that, you know, when we set out to build AI in these computers, we didn't tell it hey, if somebody asks you how to build an atomic bomb, don't tell it, right? We didn't say, hey, if somebody asks you how to get away with murder, don't tell them how to do that. And so the biggest concern is that our our enemies, China and Russia and all these places, people who normally wouldn't even be venturing into these things, could use AI to learn how to make rockets and missiles and things that they aren't normally making and an atomic bomb because AI is learning Every single day. Yeah. But the really scary thing out of all of it, the thing that scared me the most, and, and of course, you know, that the scam stuff and, and all these different things, and you've seen how they've used artists, you know, they're making new Beatles songs and they're making new Elvis songs that didn't exist before. The scariest one is they took a person and they used MRIs and they mapped that person's brain and using the MRIs, they would see what the person was looking at and how their brain reacted. Now, each one of our brains is different. Everybody's brain is different. Okay. But with this mapped brain, with enough data for AI, they were able to look at the reaction on the MRI and predict what it was that that person was seeing. So, for example, this person was looking at a picture of a giraffe in a zoo, and AI, they said, AI, looking at this brain scan, what do you think this person is seeing? And it put up a picture of a giraffe. of a giraffe. That's scary stuff. They said even your dreams aren't safe anymore because AI, once they map your brain and understand how your brain reacts to different things, they can predict what you're seeing, hearing, feeling, all those things. Scary, scary stuff. It's very scary stuff, especially if it's used for wrong purposes. Think about how they interrogated people before. Now, if we have this technology, we can map a person's brain we don't have to interrogate them anymore. We're going to find out what they're thinking when we show them a picture of something, and we're going to get that data. That's insane to me. All right. So uh, taking it down, we're going to stay on that for <laughs> a second because that's um, very scary. I've never
0: heard of that before. Yeah. That, that I'll is, send you that link. Oh, I please, mean, that, that it was is, incredible. I, I don't doubt it at yeah. all. I believe it to true, be true, especially what I've I mean, look what I just created with Barack Obama. Right, it's Two of the most recognizable, powerful men in the world, I just made them say whatever I want them to say. Yes. When you look at AI and what it's pumping out, um, in the giraffe example, they got it right. What happens when they get it wrong? Absolutely. So my son and I, we did a whole program going back a couple of months ago, and um, we tested the, the system. And we put in there, now I'm not some public figure like... Uh, Tucker Carlson, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Tucker Carlson. I've got a smaller crowd, obviously, but there's enough people who know me. So we we put in there um, who is Dennis Michael Lynch, mm-hmm. and AI fed it back. Mm-hmm. It said that I had run for Congress twice mm-hmm. and uh, unsuccessfully so, mm-hmm. and that I had been interviewed. Um, I had been on shows like uh, Ben Shapiro and a couple other ones, and. Every single one of those things is untrue. I never ran for Congress, Mm -hmm. especially twice and lost. And I've never been on Shapiro's show. I've been on a lot of shows, but not on his show. And I said, you know what? I think what they did was I think they confused me Mm -hmm. with uh, Dan Bongino. I think what they did was they took two people Mm -hmm. who sort of fit that same profile and mixed it into one. So the dangerous part of that is that if somebody searches me on AI and they're thinking that's automatically true, it's coming back. I mean, they also said that I had written books that were on the New York Times bestseller list. I would have loved that to be (laughs) the case, but the case, I don't even read books, let alone write them. Right. So it's very dangerous because if you take that little simple mistake uh, that isn't really life-threatening by Mm -hmm. any means, and now you take that to the realm of what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. I mean, A... Uh, You could do something like ruin my marriage by sending my wife, hey, you know, your husband's thinking about other women and here are the women he's been thinking about. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can literally come up with a a circle of lies that will destroy a person's life and maybe even put them in
1: prison. It's really scary stuff. The AI, where it's going, um, you know, if we don't get a handle on it and it needs to be um, used appropriately, right? There are some great resources for it, but at the end of the day, it's still a robot. it's not a real person with thoughts and feelings and it doesn't understand those things that it could absolutely destroy society that it could destroy anybody do you have i mean look from the signs of hope uh
0: do you have anything from a law enforcement uh perspective to where you're saying hey Uh, at least we're getting in front of this AI, or hey, we think we're gonna be
1: able to combat it in this way or that way, or is it one of these
0: things where we're like fighting with our eyes closed?
1: Legislative session kicked off today. I know that there are some bills in Florida that are aimed at discussing this exact thing. I'm hopeful that our legislature will do something this year um, to at least put AI on the books, right? That would be a wonderful start um, obviously, I have no faith in Washington that they can get anything done. No. Um, so I don't expect to see any legislation out of D.C. But I think at least at the Florida level, we could hopefully start to do something. You know, there's some really great uses for it when it's used responsibly. And I can, I, you know, we've already started employing some technology that's making our community safer as a result of it. That employs AI, but there's always a human on the other side of it to right. make sure that we're not violating somebody's rights, that we're not just going outright based on what the AI says. So just give me one example that I think you'll really appreciate. Yeah, There's um, video cameras all over our schools. Yeah. And, at, um, the, and we're growing the number of campuses that it's on, but all of our middle and high schools have a AI set of eyes that watch the cameras looking for any sort of weapons, whether it's a handgun, a rifle, and it's looking for the motions associated. So it's trained to look for what a person carrying a rifle, walking into a room, what a person drawing a gun looks like. And if it finds any of those things, it alerts a system. And there's real, actually retired military personnel on the other end of it who watch it And if there's an alert that comes through, immediately my school resource deputies get a message, an alert, hey, there's a potential for this. They can see the photo. They can see what it looks like. And it actually draws where they think the gun is in the picture. And so then they can go, okay. so if one of my guys is on campus and he takes his gun out for some reason, there's going to be an alert that goes out immediately because that gun is now seen on on the system. So it's a really great tool, but we have humans monitoring it to ensure that it's used the right way. I mean, you know,
0: I wouldn't even pretend to understand how this is all working. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I, you know, if you ask me about a website or an app, I mean, I've been in that business now for 20 years. I've been yeah. websites and stuff. And, you know, there's always some guy or gal in the back who's coding, yeah. you know, JavaScript or HTML or something like that. And then you get a broken link. And I mean, I just know from my app, it took yeah. six months to make right. my, my website, three months to make. I mean, this stuff seems to be happening like this, like this, like this. I mean, I guess when you take a look at what you're talking about with the cameras in the school mm-hmm. and school shootings, mm-hmm. that's sensational. Oh, yeah. But the problem is for many people, uh, and this is something I got back after our last interview, okay. is, man, this is an invasion of privacy on so many levels. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I had gone to an, inv- uh, to an, inv- uh, an event for you to support, um, you know, your, your re-election campaign and you were telling an incredible story about the camera readers mm-hmm. that are reading license plates yeah and that's where and i want you to tell that story because i want that good side of this to come out but that was where you know somebody had said to me they're like oh so basically big brother is following me all the time and i said to him hey listen
1: don't blow stop signs mm-hmm. <laughs> don't blow red lights So you won't be in a, don't steal a car. You won't be in a problem. None of our technology is geared at any sort of traffic related incidents. It's not about blowing red lights, stop signs, any of that kind of stuff. Okay. It is simply there to um, really, and I'll tell you, I've been telling the media when I talk about it ever since everything uh, erupted back in October in, in Israel. Right. And I got to see the iron dome in action for myself. I said, that's what my license plate reader system is for Indian River County. That's my iron dome. That's what it is. And that's really what it is. Can you explain it? Yeah. So we have license plate readers set up. So anybody entering or leaving Indian River County, we get we capture their tag as they come in or as they leave. So on the leave side, we've got an elder population here. Right. One of the biggest problems we have is that elderly people who have dementia or whatever will get into their vehicle and they will leave. They will just take off. Okay. And so at the very least... We owe it to those families to be able to say they were northbound on US 1, they were southbound, they were in this direction. And we've recovered so many missing elderly people from the license plate reader system because the families a lot of times, will call us right away and then we go, okay, where'd the car go? We track it, all right, that's where they're at and we can recover them. And so it's worked out really well on that side. Protecting us from what's coming from the outside, I would have never known. You know, you don't know what you don't know. Back yeah. to Donald Rumsfeld and back in the day. I would have never known as much about crime in India River County four years ago before I became sheriff as I do now. The vast majority of our serious crimes in Indian River County, which we've shut down now, were people from Miami, South Florida, west of us, Osceola County, and Brevard County, Coco, coming into our community to commit crimes. So all of the stolen vehicles, all of the uh, catalytic converter thefts, all of the boat motor thefts, Every one of those were people that were coming in from the outside. And the word has gotten out now, and they know that if you come into any River County, we're going to know. I mean, we've got, we're on task force. We've got the connection with other areas. We put their bad guys' information into our system. If there's another agency that sends out a bulletin that says, hey, we're looking at these guys for boat motor thefts. We grab all the information about them, put it in our system. And if they cross into the county line, my guys are following them around in unmarked cars until they do something and boom, we jump on them and take them to jail. And so that's been phenomenal. A hilarious story of that is there were three kids out on Miami that came up. They were over on, a, on the water on, inside of a boat, stealing electronics off the boat. This guy fortunately had a monitor. He These guys weren't in our system, but he had a monitor in his boat that alerted him to it. He went out, caught him, held onto him, we came, we took all three kids to the jail, teenagers. So the one kid calls his mom. Mom, hey, I'm locked up here in Indian River County. We were stealing this stuff. Mom gets in her car. She comes up. As soon as she gets off our exit, she gets pulled over. She had a warrant out of Miami. <laughs> She's coming to rescue the kids. And she had a warrant out of Miami. So mom went into jail with them too. So here you go. Welcome Man. to the Indian River County Jail. Yeah. And so we've got so many stories like that. Just last week, I had a 13 and a 15-year-old that committed an armed carjacking in Fort Pierce, Okay. 13 and 15 oh my God, armed carjacking in Fort Pierce. They get in the car immediately. Fort Pierce puts it in the license plate reader system. As soon as they cross into our county, our guys know they're there. We're on top of it. We throw stop sticks. We flatten the tires. We take them into custody. 13, 15 guns, everything right there in the car. Really? So it's incredible, the stuff. And we've recovered missing elderly people from other communities. I was coming into work about two months ago and... Um, I heard it on the radio in the morning. This lady had gone missing in Citrus County, way across the state. She had diabetic issues, dementia issues, For some reason, she had made it all the way to St. Lucie County. She's driving north. She hits on our license plate reader system. We stop her. She's totally confused, has no idea where she's at, and we reunite her with the family. So there's so much good that is coming from the system, and we're not using it for minor traffic infractions. We're not using it for, you know, you you didn't have your registration in your glove box. We're using it to recover serious crimes, uh, I know John Walsh told that one story that you really liked. It was a, yeah. a father out of Chicago yeah. who had taken his two kids. They were um, kids that were non-custodial to him. The mom had full custody. He went and snatched them up. Supposedly, John says that he was going to sell them down in Miami or something. He Could was on his way the through. Kids. He got off of our exit. As soon as our guys knew that this had happened. We assaulted the car, took him into custody, recovered the kids and got them back to mom. And that is one of the biggest things that we see. So, you know, we have ni- two exits off of 95 right. out here. Right. We have plenty of gas stations that are right at those exits yeah. every single day. Our recovered stolen vehicle rate is up over 700%. Every single day, somebody gets off at our exit to get gas, and they don't realize that their day is about to end in Indian River County. And we just assault the car, take them into custody, and every single time it's like, oh, I got off the wrong exit, I got off the wrong exit. So so if you think about
0: it, I mean, this is a really good story in the sense that just based on what you just said right there, I mean, uh, you're saving lives. I mean, those two kids, I loved that story when it was told because... Uh, you know, you, you think of, uh, what was that movie called, Dennis, that we just watched with the kids being stolen? Sound yes. Freedom. Sound Did you yeah. see that movie, I haven't Santa seen Fre-
1: it yet, but I've heard a lot about got, it. So yeah. I only, you
0: know, everybody wanted me to watch it forever and, yeah. and do a review of it. I
1: just watched it about two weeks ago. I think you get it on Amazon or Netflix. When okay. Blown away. Blown so away. So people don't realize the human trafficking situation. It is massive. It is absolutely massive. It's here in Indy River County. Is don't it? let anybody tell you it's not. Yeah, It's here. It's 100% real. As a matter of fact, I had this conversation with Commissioner Flesher yesterday. There are some people who have this pushback, oh, it's not here. Even if you take off all the stuff that happens at the truck stop, at the, at the hotels, all this stuff, in our Asian community, our folks that are working in, in Asian food and the nail salons and the massage places, there are traffic people that are in the background that you don't even realize.
0: that were brought They might not even
1: the- realize that they have somebody working for them that has been trafficked before. They might not even realize it. I mean, it's so, in other cultures, it's a normal thing.
0: It is. Plus, you know, one of the things that I've learned uh, earlier on in my career when I was making my uh, immigration films and working with sheriffs like yourself and people Mm -hmm. from DHS, they tell you stories. And they say, like, you know, you talk about the nail salons. Yeah. I said, look, man, you go into one of these nail salons or one of these massage parlors or something like that, And those girls are there because a lot of times those girls have been trafficked. Yes. They are there working. Mm -hmm. The reason why they don't try to escape is because if they try to escape, they're told that the families that they have, wherever those families are, are going to wind up dead. That's right. And so they stick in that environment, and it's
1: almost like they're prisoners forever. And most of them don't speak the language. They have no way to tell us any of this stuff. And they're scared, like you said. But here's the real deal. We've got... A massive Hispanic population in the north end of the county. Felsmere, has been traditionally uh, a place where you know we had people coming in to pick fruit, things like that. The Hispanic population has a massive problem with human trafficking. Mm-hmm. We have a Haitian, a small Haitian population, especially in Fort Pierce. Mm-hmm. Those folks have a human trafficking problem coming in off of boats. They're brought here, they sell, they do whatever. It's 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 a major problem, and that's not the traditional American population that gets trafficked. I've got right here, you, we're, we're not too far. I'm not going to say where we're at in the studio, but yeah. we're not too far from it. There's a children's center. And those kids are somewhat throwaway kids, right? Yeah. They're they're in the system. Those kids walk away from there all the time. I mean, we're I, I on a quarterly basis, threaten them that you use up so much taxpayer dollars that I'm going to make you pay for a full-time deputy to work there. I yeah. mean, that's how bad it is. And these kids walk away. It's a massive problem. But those are the kids that are ending up in human trafficking. They're ones who aren't really accounted for. They start to age out of the system, 16, 17 years old. The system kind of goes like, we don't know what to do with these kids. And all of a sudden, they're hooked in with some guy who says... You know, I'm the one who cares about you. I'm giving you this. I'm giving you this. And next thing you know, they're pimping them out. They're prostituting them at one of our hotels. And we're dealing with that. And so anybody who is is out there and you're going on, it used to be back page. I don't know how people are getting these, these contacts anymore. But if you think that these prostitutes that are out there are innocent women who want to choose to do this, Many of them are young women who are forced into it. They're slaves. They have no choice but to do it every day. And so when people tell me, you know, prostitution is an instant crap, absolutely not. Absolutely not. There are way too many victims that are a part of that. Yeah. It's so I, sad. I, I mean, you can take that
0: the, the the profile of the person who's getting kidnapped yeah. and just expand it. I mean, look, at what you, we just talked about John Walsh. In fact, we're reaching out to him to come on the show too. Good. I mean, John Walsh's kid wasn't somebody from... Haiti or Mexico or somewhere in the Middle East. I mean, he was, uh, I don't know, where were they? Connecticut, I think he lived or somewhere. South Florida. South Florida. That was I actually mean, South Florida. I mean, there you go. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, traditional, uh, you know, white kid in a normal neighborhood, you know, yeah. wasn't, and all of a sudden snatched and gone. So the fact that you've got a technology that some people would deem, oh, it's big brother. Mm-hmm. If you look at it in the way that you're using it responsibly and applying it, it is yeah. actually saving lives in many different ways. And on top of that- cutting down on crimes. I mean, the numbers you just pulled out about how the car thefts, I mean, I, I my car insurance is insane. Yeah. And I just asked them. they said, why I have a BMW. I said, why did it go up so much? And like your car's one of the most top
1: stolen cars in Florida. So and in 2023, we just finalized the year. We're just starting to get our numbers back. I had one, gun related homicide in Indian River County for all of 2023 one that's one. like records like we've never had a number like that before really? and I, it's, I I attribute it to the system that we have in place and just for your listeners that if they're giving you feedback about this just so you understand the system the license plate reader system it is cloud-based mm-hmm. all of that information goes up into the cloud unless we query it or look for it, it's not something that comes, I don't get a list of license plates every day. It doesn't happen like that. And after 30 days, the system writes over itself. If it's not something that we retain for a case, if it's not something we case, we we save, it just goes on about its way if we don't save it. And so there are times where we have people that we believe are involved in human trafficking or drugs or things like that, and we flag their tags in the system and we keep that data because we wanna know, what are you up to and it's part of our investigation. But the average citizen that comes and goes, we're not saving their data, we're not looking for them. If something comes up, they're involved in a hit and run and crash or something, which I just had a family down here that was involved in a hit and run and crash, and he goes, "There's a license plate reader right here where it happened. Great, buddy. We're going to have that data. We're going to tell you who it was, and we're going to hold them accountable for that. That's where we're changing things. That's where we're helping people." So if we take if we take what we talked about so far,
0: AI mm-hmm. and all of the things that we have seen in 20 minutes of. Uh, between being able to detect if somebody's gonna pull out a gun, mm-hmm. to change the words that we want, to be able to forecast what somebody's gonna be able to do. <sighs> yeah. When I wanna move our conversation here into drugs. Yeah. Because one of the major components of the chaos that is taking place down at the border, mm-hmm. uh human trafficking, human smuggling, uh, you know, just all these people coming in, but it's also an opportunity for the cartels to get more drugs in here. One of the things I know from all the work I've done over the course of time, and if anybody's played football, it's it's an old football story. You know, you give the fake handoff to the right, it's a counterplay, and you actually go and you give the handoff to the left because mm-hmm. you've taken everybody's eyes there, and then you're doing the fake this way. With the cartels, I know for I've watched it happen in real time on uh, Fox News when I was on there with Megyn Kelly. You know, they'll take all the family units and they're pushing them to the right. So this way there's nobody looking as they're running the drugs and the fentanyl and all the stuff to the left. Absolutely, We're seeing year after year, Sheriff, more people um, basically dying, overdosing between mm. fentanyl poisoning, heroin, what have you. Uh, it is a real problem in this country. I think it's designed uh, by China. It's designed by the cartels to water down this country, making us weaker, And it's one of those things where it's just like, wait a second, every president that goes in always says they're going to fight the war on drugs and nothing ever happens. Mm -hmm. Is there a way that we can use those plate readers and technologies and cameras and AI and bring it all together and actually once and for all kind of put a stop or at
1: least start to win the war on drugs? Because right now we're getting our asses kicked. Without a doubt. Right here in Indy River County last year, I tell you, we had one gun related homicide. I had 20 overdose deaths. 20 overdose deaths here in Indian River County. In a whole year. In an entire year. That's more than one a month Mm -hmm. that we lost. And these are not elderly people. These are younger people that get addicted to this terrible stuff. And I will tell you, you know, we as a country had identified that the opioids were a problem. And we started to attack that problem. And at the same time that China releases COVID on us, fentanyl really takes off. Yeah, and I think that was a hundred percent by design. Of they said if we don't get them with this, we're going to get them with this. Yeah, and they were sending, they were attacking from every every angle. And so, fentanyl is a lab created, artificial opioid. Yeah. It's it's an opiate drug of sorts because the heroin that came out of the Middle East, that came out of Afghanistan, they couldn't produce enough of the poppy. They couldn't produce enough of it to make it at the volumes that they're making this fentanyl at. Mm -hmm. The really scary thing is right now we're starting to see a transition and I don't know if you've heard of this or not, but China has started, they moved all their facilities to Mexico because they wanted to get it closer to the border. Of course. So China, and China wanted to offload it. They wanted to wash their hands of it. So they moved all their facilities manufacturing fentanyl over there. They're now manufacturing a drug called Trank out of China. Trank is a, Artificial version of a benzodiazepine. So, what was happening when we saw all these deaths? I was in the drug unit for five years, I was undercover. When we were seeing the greatest number of pill deaths, it was a mixture of the opioids, um, you know, the blues, the Roxy's, the oxycodones, and the benzodiazepines because they work together to just straight up kill people. I mean, it just suppresses your respiratory system. You just quietly die. Mm-hmm. So, this trank is a massive benzodiazepine that has been created in a lab over there and it's coming over here and it turns people into zombies but what's ultimately going to happen is when people start crossing those two Mm -hmm. it's going to be the biggest killer that anybody has ever seen because that was the the oxycodone roxycodone combination with the xanax with those things was killing people like crazy fentanyl ended up itself is killing people like crazy add in that trend component and it's game over so it's very dangerous out there. If you're somebody that's addicted, you're moments away from dying. The next thing you buy could kill you. Yeah, I have never done a drug in my life. I've never even taken a, a hit of weed. I've never yet. smoked a cigarette. Me,
0: myself as well. I've never smoked a That's maybe why I like yeah. you so much. I haven't, sm- I haven't smoked a cigarette. I've yeah. never taken a joint, never done any drug at all. I mean, I'll have a cocktail, so I know what it's like to be buzzed and, and, sure. and you know, two sheets to the wind. But I, I've never used a drug. And recently, I had to go to the hospital for back pain that mm-hmm. was, like, beyond anything I've ever felt in my life. And when I went in uh, there, you know, it was, it was impacting other parts uh, of me. And they said, look, you know, we got to do a shift for you, and uh, we're, we're, it's going to hurt. Yeah. And I said, oh, really? And they said, yeah. So I said, all right, what are you going to give me? So they gave me some muscle relaxer, and it, it still didn't do it. I was like, ah, I still feel it. I said, all right, we're going to give you fentanyl. And I said, like, whoa, yeah. fentanyl? You know, because I go right away. I've seen people on fentanyl. He said, like, "No, this is this is you know medical fentanyl." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay." They said, "Listen, we're going to give it to you. We're going to make the adjustment." He says, "And then what will happen is, is that it's going to wear off within five minutes." Uh, so I had no choice. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Okay, fine." So they hit me with that fentanyl, man. Mm-hmm. I can completely understand yeah. why people get hooked. Sure. I, Eric, when 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 they hit me with that thing, yeah, every single pain in my body, yeah, every single pain disappeared. Yeah, and on top of that, I was just like, it's euphoric. I have never been so relaxed in my life. Right, it's like, oh, what do you want to do? You want to take my car? You want to take my wife? You want to take my kids? Yeah, go ahead. Just treat them nice, okay? Yeah. And then it was like the second I came out, I was like. And you know what you went through. Yeah, It's not like when, uh, again, I'll be the first one to say, I've had some nights where I'm like, what did I say? Yeah. Because I had too many cocktails. Sure. Oh, no. Yeah. I knew everything I did. Yeah. I knew everything I said. I felt everybody around me. And then it's like you come out of it. And yeah. I said, oh, my God, this is so freaking dangerous. Yeah. And now you're talking about, you know, something like that, where you're talking about the trank or whatever. What, I mean, do you see any uh, bright lights in terms of using AI and using uh, you know
1: technology to be able to win the war on drugs, or are we just so far gone on that? The only thing that I could imagine is that as we continue to use um, cell technology and you know even now, you know, when you you're, you have your phone out and if I start talking about some product tomorrow, I'm going to start getting it in my feed. I'm going to see that product, right? Yeah. I would hope that the good people of the world start to use that side of the technology and the side of, you know, if you go to a particular place, you start to see ads related to it. They know that you went in a Best Buy. They know that you went to one of these places. I would hope that over time we could leverage that technology to start addressing the addiction side to where now that person's feeds is full of, do you want to get off drugs? Do you want to get off drugs? You know, or you need help. We have things available to you. And we're doing that in the jail. So we recognize that our population is captive. We have the ability to show them before they do a visit with anybody. We have videos that they have to watch. We actually show them videos on um, Narcan, on how to deploy it. And so we're, we're, we're trying to let them know that help is available, right? If you're with us, we have you as a captive audience. We're going to ingrain as much as we can in you while we have you there. Um, but once they get out and they get their phone again, they're on their own. And so I'm hoping that over Time you'll see some of these groups start to spend money on that because we know there's advertising for everything that's out there. Anything that you can think of, you're going to start. I was looking searching for fancy microphones for my recording studio the other day, and boom, I get that in my feed. Right? If these people who go to these places started to get feeds about addiction treatment and help, and there's resources available, maybe it could make a difference. Talking about the cartels,
0: I didn't. I didn't have this on here for a second, but it just triggers something for me. Um, my son and I had a podcast earlier in the week, and we were talking about uh, what was taking place in Ecuador, mm-hmm. you know, all that craziness where the cartels are taking over. Yeah. And we were, we were bringing up a scenario where uh, the United States right now has cartel in almost every town and city. I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In Indian River County, whether I don't want to really bring it just in Indian River River County. I want to do more of a national sort of thing, but I know your your focus is here. I mean, uh, without getting too deep into detail, which I'm sure you can't, but I mean, do you know of the presence that they have here? I mean, is there a presence or is it still the nickel-dime guy who's five people down from
1: anybody dangerous? So the folks that we have in our county, for the most part, I would consider like associates. Okay. So you would have somebody who lives here who has relatives or family back in Mexico or who has connections to like maybe family ties too. And so they would say, I have the ability to go get this and bring it back here. And then they have associates that they would distribute it to that it goes out and gets sold into. So direct cartel ties, you know, we have some like, um, Hispanic gang ties. We have some that are, you know, believed to be associates, but to say that we have like a, a made member who is existing. I, I don't have anything like that to tell you.
0: So let's, let's go back to, uh, the funny video in, in the, uh, in the beginning, which, you know, just isn't, it isn't totally out of the question that one day, you know, you could be in a position where department of Homeland security or something like that. That's the world you come from. Uh, If you were in charge, Mm -hmm. if you were uh, head of DHS and the president said to you, I want you to come back to me with a high level plan of how it is that we stop these cartels coming in through the border Mm -hmm. Uh, or listen, it's just not the border. You know, this, uh, you know, you're not going to put a border wall up on the beaches of Florida, but we still are a border. uh, Absolutely. California, same thing coming in through the waterways what would be just maybe your first two steps on how it is that you would try to address stopping the cartels from smuggling people and smuggling drugs into this country
1: i think we have to take a hard stance with what we're doing outside of the borders of the united states we provide a lot of resources the united states does to these other countries Mm -hmm. and i don't think we've we've stood up to them. I don't think that we as a country, I think we're very soft externally, especially now with Biden. I think we're extremely soft. I think they see us as just a, you know, a big pillow and a bank account for them because think of the, the pallets of money, United States dollars that we ship to these other countries. Every one of those should have a, a, a tag to it that says, if you're going to get this, you're going to do something because they have the ability to control it in those countries. They have the ability. And if we would cut off our support to some of these places and tell them, until you knock off the nonsense with the human trafficking and the the drugs and all the things that we see coming across, we're not going to deal with you anymore, we would cripple them. We consume so much as United States citizens. And if we said, yeah, we're just not going to deal with you anymore, I think that would be a massive blow to them. And that would probably be my recommendation in Washington to say, hey, here's how we deal with this issue. Yeah, let's take away the, the, yeah. the golden spoon that we've been giving them. And uh, yeah. yeah, but we don't do that. We, we just never keep did. on giving and, yeah. and just saying,
0: hey, can you try to stop it? Yeah, you know. And, and look, I, personally- I If don't, they
1: even say that. I don't even know if they say, can we,
0: we try and stop it? I don't think you've yeah. got the banks. I don't think you've got all the people who are making money from all this stuff that's coming through the border and stuff. Yeah. I don't think any of those, the banks doesn't want that to stop. They're yeah. making a fortune off it. Going into our last topic here for a second, talking about banks- Uh, and money. One of the things, you know, uh, that I've seen other than, you know, I've worked very hard on the border, but we also Mm -hmm. got very deep into homelessness. In Mm -hmm. fact, I don't even know if I ever told you this before, but we had uh, one of the top movies on Amazon Prime back in 2020 called the United States of Tents. Mm. And my son and my daughter and even Ryan came, he was kind of younger, but uh, we went around the United States and went into homeless camps. Wow. And the stuff you see is just unbelievable. And the one thing that woke me up to the problem was is that when you think of homeless people, uh, you're always thinking of the drunk, the town drunk and the town druggie who can't get their act together and now they're living out of a shopping cart. Mm-hmm. Well, we saw something a little different. Yeah. We saw that it was the family mm-hmm. that unexpectedly ran into a hardship sure. of some kind We saw the person who uh, became unhealthy for whatever reason, didn't have the money, didn't have any family members, found themselves uh, evicted. With the amount of kids, both white, black, Asian, Latino, Mm -hmm. kids, families, veterans that we saw out on the street uh, was incredible. And then what winds up happening is two weeks, three weeks into being in the street, they start taking the slide, yeah, and that slide then starts to put them into a self-medicating position of saying, hey, I'm not going to get out of this. Let yeah. me freaking take yeah. that $5, uh, whatever it is, to, to ease the pain, if you will, yeah. and then it's almost it's far gone. Uh, I don't see much homelessness in Indian River County, but I see enough, and throughout Florida, yeah. I see enough. Are you seeing an uptick in that because it's very hard for people to afford uh, living these days? Uh, If you are, is it because of what I'm talking about in terms of the money part of it? Is it drugs? Is it alcohol? And what can be done about this homelessness problem that we have? Because I can even tell you here, and again, I don't want to reveal where we are, Mm -hmm. but uh, there are times when I'm like, who is that? Mm-hmm. And then I recognize the fact that some guy living out of his car.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and I just say, oh, okay. You know. So I call, I separate it, I call chronic homeless mm-hmm. the folks who have mental health issues, substance abuse issues, who are really, um, some of them even want to live in the woods. Some of them want to have that, you know, some of them are veterans. Some of them are people who say, I want to be out in the woods. I want you leave me alone. I'm going to drink myself to death. And that's what I want to do. Yeah. Versus the people who just need a hand, right? The people who, if somebody would reach out and pull them up, they'd probably be okay as long as you get them before that three to four Episodic. week side. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Episodic there's homeless. the chronic homeless and then there's those folks. Yeah. And so the chronic homeless is the unsexy side where You know, these people are very difficult to deal with. If they weren't difficult to deal with, they would probably be in a program somewhere or their family would have kept contact with them or somebody would be taking care of them. That's a very difficult thing to deal with, the chronic homeless. The other side of it, episodic, I'm not sure what you call it, but those folks, we have a pretty good system in Indian River County to help them. You know, we have... Um very very philanthropic people, we've got organizations. um you know, I just started a program called Operation Frostbite over at our jail um because of some of the things that we've done. I actually have some space in the jail um, that's open, and in talking to our judges, one of their biggest complaints is when it gets cold outside, a lot of the chronic homeless will commit crimes to get a night's stay to get a few meals to do that. And so I said, look, I don't want these folks in the system. It costs me $90 a day to hold them in there. It's dumb for taxpayer dollars. So we're gonna open up the doors to the jail. If you wanna come stay the night, I have my partners with the, the nonprofits, the Salvation Armies and those folks who will come in and they run that portion of the jail that are people can come in, so you can get out of the cold, you can get three meals, it cost me a dollar a night for them to have meals, whatever it is, instead of $90 a day to house them. And then tomorrow morning, when you're when it's done, you can go on your way and you're back out there. So wow. Operation Frostbite, I think, is pretty revolutionary. I don't think there's any other sheriffs out there. No, let me tell you, I, I mean, as a guy <laughs> yeah. who made a movie yeah. on the whole thing? I don't think there's anybody doing that. Never, ever so, did I
0: hear anybody say that.
1: I would say that our problem in Indian River County is almost exclusively chronic homelessness. You, we do have the people that are living in their cars, but if they're willing to work with the resources that are available, those people will. So, either you're going to go from being episodic, you know, homeless to being a chronic homeless person, or you take the resources that we have because I do believe we have good resources. What these people are actually called, according to United Way, which we work with, is called Alice the Alice population. We heard that before. No, asset limited, income constrained, employed. So, these are people who don't have assets, right? Mm-hmm. They're barely making by and one incident happens and they can be homeless over yes. that one incident. That's yeah. who they are. Yeah. And so if they don't get any help, they're gone. They're, they're going to go down that path. They're going to be gone. Yeah. And we, we do have a small subset of those, but our chronic homeless is the big deal. And I actually have a deputy, full-time community service deputy dedicated to homelessness. Dude. That's his job. Really? That's his job. And I don't think you see that other places either. One of the reasons I do that is because I want to make sure that my patrol people know where our homeless are at in the community. So his job is to go out, document them, talk to them, get a rapport with them, not arrest them, but be there to get their information. Because the reality is some of them are going to drink themselves to death in that spot. Some of them are going to overdose on drugs in that spot. Sometimes we have fights out in the homeless camps and they get, you know, they're drinking and they're fighting and I need somebody to know who they are, what their contacts are. And a lot of times too, we'll offer those people through my homeless deputy. We'll say, do you have family somewhere else? Can we put you on a bus back to Chicago? And we put them on a bus and we send them back to Chicago. We offer them that opportunity because I would much rather spend 100 taxpayer dollars on a bus ticket back to Chicago than deal with this guy in our county for the next two years or whatever. Oh, absolutely. And so we, I, I I do that. You know, I offer that to them that we will get you back. We will get you to where you need to go. Have Have you seen people take advantage of your,
0: uh, what did you call it, where they could come to the... Uh... The frostbite. Yeah, the frostbite. So
1: we just started it um, okay. uh, this year. And so we haven't had a lot of cold days. We were going to have... Pretty it. cold this morning. It was okay. <laughs> it's okay. New Yorker coming... Down to Florida. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're targeting yeah. Um, under 40 degrees. When it goes under 40 oh, degrees, okay. so yeah. we actually haven't dropped. Okay. We have everything in place. Um, we had a drill like a couple Saturdays ago where we thought it was going to drop down. It ended up not. So we were available, but we didn't. Ha- we didn't take anybody in. Okay. So I'm hoping that as it, you know, January we usually get a couple cold days. February maybe. Yeah, so yeah. Um, if it happens, you're welcome to come by and see what's going on. Or oh anything yeah, you, yeah, do. you, you give we're, me a ring and I'll yeah. come
0: down with a camera. I'll Correct. let you, you know. Love to see. It yeah, I've
1: week. invited all the media to come check it out because I think it's something that other sheriffs, could I mean, the fact that I have enough space in my jail to be able to do it is a a massive benefit. I'd much rather do it this way than than pay the money to do it. You know, one of
0: the funny things, you you just bring up the media. And, um, you know, when I was doing the uh, the introduction for you to come in here, I mean, uh, unfortunately, the media in this country is uh, dominated by the left. Absolutely. The fake news. The fake news. Yeah. And, And they will do anything and everything to disguise the truth, to alter the story, to bend it a little bit left, a little bit right. Uh, and never right in terms of politics. But, you know, just so this way it seems a certain way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could take the border, for example. How mm-hmm. many times did Obama tell you that the border is secure? Myarcus is still saying the border is secure. And so the person who's not watching a lot of videos and stuff just hears that and says, oh, come on, it's a right-wing thing. Yeah. I mean, how, just winding down here, especially with trying to run for reelection. election um, You know, you said you, you ran four years ago, you won. Uh, I've seen, as somebody who moved into this county... Uh, I've seen the benefits of what you've done. In fact, I talk about it all the time. The way I met you Mm -hmm. was I was here for a week and some drugged out couple came, grabbed my wallet at the middle of the night, took off, you guys caught them within a couple of hours and it was like, wow. In New Mm -hmm. York, I wouldn't have even had a response, let alone a result. Right. Um, Do you see... uh, the, the the media being a hurdle for good people like yourself Absolutely. who have a great track
1: record to be reelected the media doesn't like that i have shaken things up they don't like that we are reg- you know when we arrest that 13 and 15-year-old kid for carjacking they want to go down that oh he's a good boy they they were just it was a bad night no these are 13 and 15-year-olds who armed took some kids some guys car yeah. shook that poor guy up that's a story he's going to have for the rest of his life where his car was stolen yeah we flattened the tires yeah we took those guys in custody and if we got a dog bite them we're going to dog bite them yeah. and so when people commit crimes they need to be held accountable and the media doesn't like that they don't like it they want people oh we feel good look I'm all for feel good. I'm doing this Operation Frostbite. I recognize homelessness, drug addiction. Those are all big issues that we need to work on. And I'm working on those things in every way I possibly can. And once we get them in our custody, I'm willing to give you a second chance. I mean, we've got, we've got this pilot program that I'm running. We've taken these people that are 60, 30, 60, 90 days out from being released. And we have a team of nonprofits that meet with them where are you going to work when you get out? How are you going to get there? We're going to give you a bicycle. We're going to give you a resume. We have second chance employers that are all lined up to hire these people tomorrow because nobody wants to work in this country right now. So I have my inmates that meet with them before they ever leave the jail. 12 people have left the jail as part of that program. 11 of them are still gainfully employed in New River County. This is just in the last six months. Mm-hmm. Only one of them was rearrested. And previous to this, our recidivism was up over 70% that these people will come back to us, come back to us, come back to us. These people are now gainfully employed. They're productive citizens. So if you come into our, our county and you commit a crime, expect to feel the full brunt of the Indian River County Sheriff's Office on you. But once we get you in handcuffs, we're going to take you over. We're going to see if we can fix you. Yeah. If we can't, then we're going to send you to prison for life. That's just how it is. And so I can be compassionate about it, but the media doesn't like that narrative. They don't like that at all. They want everybody walking in the front door and walking out the back door, and what they're doing in New York and other places. I guess they love the sensationalism of seeing that looting and stuff that's happening. It's not going to happen here in any River County. Try that. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, try that in a small town, right? Yeah. Give it a shot. You see what happens. We're going to mobilize the SWAT team. We're going to mobilize our guys, and we're going to end that right now. In Miami, it just happened. Uh, right before New Year's, I don't know if you saw it, turned into a whole thing with aliens. It's a hilarious controversy down there. Okay. But they had a massive police response to the Brickle area downtown yeah. where this pack of like 50 juveniles was shooting fireworks at people. And then they started looting. And so everybody responded to the event. And then, of course, the Miami Dade Police Department didn't do themselves any favors by not saying what it was or what was happening. Probably because they're a little more liberal than other places, right? Yeah. Me, I'm going to get on the... TV and I'm going to say, this is what's going on. These kids are out of control. And this is why I've got 65 police cars down here doing our job. And so a lot of times that's the other problem. As an elected sheriff, I can sit here and tell you, I can say, Hey, this is me. This is what I'm doing. Like it or don't vote for me. Don't vote for me. It is what it is. Police chiefs can't do that. Police chiefs work for a city manager who works for mayors. They can't can't be open and honest about stuff. And so if you look every place where you see these issues, it's police, it's police departments. If we elected our police leaders, it would change everything. You know the other thing
0: too, just just to put this out, this is completely different, uh, but it's still in the same realm. We just did a, a report the other day, my son and I, Dennis. What was the number? Three hundred and seventy something cops shot. There was only three hundred and seventy cops shot in the United States in twenty twenty three, with forty of them dying. Yes. And my feeling is is that. The media is to blame for that because the media pushed this to fund the police narrative. The liberals got behind it. They were like hand in glove. And so now the idea is that you are the bad guy Mm -hmm. for trying to put the bad guys behind bars. You look at a 13, 15 year olds who have guns, who are going to steal a car. That's a mindset. And I don't give a rat's ass how old that person was if, God forbid, that person shoots me or one of my family members, whether they're 13, 15 or 55 or 75, my kid, my family is is hurt, That's dead right. or otherwise having yes. some hardship. Yes. You think I give a rat's ass whether he's 13 or 15? Yes. I want you to get those guys and lock them up. Yes. And, and the fact that the media wouldn't want that wouldn't support that, they won't change their narrative or their position on, on it. Until it's too late, meaning that it happens to one of them. Yes. I I, I don't want to see bad happen to anybody. But I read some of the articles that are published in this Indian River County. And I say to myself, you know, I'd love to see whether or not this guy or that gal who just wrote that ever wound up having one of their families raped, Mm -hmm. stolen from, beaten, shot whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Mm-hmm. I bet you it hasn't been. Let's see how big your pen is going to be yeah. when it's your ass that's it's it's mm-hmm. on a hospital gurney or you're praying to God that, yeah. you know, your kid uh, survives the night because they were just beaten down by some 13-year-old thug with a gun and fatherless, yeah. you know? So uh, to me, I, I mean, when I look at guys like you who are doing a great job, I mean, look at Trump with it, doing a Trump. I yeah. mean, not a perfect guy at all, but well, his big, biggest crime was trying to make America great again. Right. You know, I
1: I had had an attorney uh, last week that said to me, oh, I heard this was going on in any river county. I said, who'd you hear that from? They're saying there was a bunch of shootings. I said, who'd you hear that from? What was the defense attorney? I said, defense attorneys don't like me. Defense attorneys don't like me because they should like me because I'm giving them plenty of business. Right. But they don't like that. We're holding people accountable. They don't like it. The media doesn't like me. The pawn shops don't like me because I call them out on their nonsense. The tow truck uh, companies, I go, hey, you guys are practically criminal over here with what you're doing to people because people are in their worst possible position. We've just towed their car because they were involved in a crash or something like that. And you're going to charge them some exorbitant fee over this? Like, that's insane to me what they've got going on. There's so many of these places that are just borderline criminal. And so I call it like it is. I say, hey, this is what it is. I don't like it. I don't like what's going on. And people don't like that. The, The media doesn't like that. But I can tell you, my constituents do. Oh, yeah. I'm not Grady Judd. I'm not Wayne Ivy. Those guys get a whole lot of media attention. They go out, they do all this stuff. I am a guy who comes in every day, protects the community. I ensure that we've got the right technology in place. My guys have the message that if bad guys come in, we're going to take care of it. But then, once we get them in custody, we're going to be compassionate about it. We're going to do everything we can to make our community better. In that same "Make America Great Again," we're trying to make Indian River County the best it can possibly be. And that's all that anybody should really want to ask for. And I mean,
0: I personally. I thank you and all of the people in your department for putting your lives on, on the lot in every single
1: day. They're the real heroes. They're yeah, out there yeah. all the time, 24-7, on Christmas, on those days. I come in on Christmas and actually give ornaments to every single guy that's working, every guy and gal. If you're working, it actually, it's limited edition. The only way you get it is if you're working. And I've got people who have it from all four years that I've been sheriff. And they're like, I I couldn't wait to see you on Christmas. I knew you were going to come. So you know, getting out there and seeing them and personally thanking them is my honor. And it's it's something. But I would tell people, if you're out there and you're watching, thank them when you see them because they love to hear it. it. You don't have to buy us lunch. You don't have to give us anything. Just say, thank you so much. It means so much to our people. And for those people who are thinking about me, Ask the deputies how they like working for me, because that's the greatest measure yeah. of, of everything. Ask yeah. the deputies. Ask them out there. Say, hey, what do you think of, uh, how's the sheriff doing? What do you think of, does he let you work? Does he give what you need? Because they're going to tell you the truth. Hey, you know, I, I go back to that, uh, and we'll end on this.
0: I mean, I go back to that story where, you know, they, 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 they stole my stuff and you guys captured it. Um, i was talking to, I won't say his name, but, you know, one of your deputies. And I said, all right, he says, hey, by the way, um, uh, my sheriff's going to call you. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, right? And I was like, you know, what am I looking at? And he's like, "Oh he's a great guy. So when that somebody yeah. says that about you, and he didn't have to say it. Absolutely. He could've just he could have yeah. gone and like, well, he's a little bit of a prick or whatever. Right, right, right. right. No. He said, Oh no. And you could see ah, oh, he's a great guy. Yeah. So somebody's only gonna say that with that sort of conviction if yeah. they really believe it. That's right. You know? So I appreciate everything you do. I appreciate all the information you gave to people today. What is the website where people could go to support you if they want to
1: support what you're doing and if they want to support you for re-election? Flowersforsheriff.com. That's my website. Flowers for sheriff. Flowers. My, my for last sheriff. name flowers. F L O W E R S. The word F O R sheriff. S H E R I F F.com. All right, and that's going well, I'm assuming. Yeah, absolutely. I've got some more campaign events coming up soon, and I'm um, just loving it. It's very good. All right, good, man. If I can help you out in any way, you let me know, right? Thank you. Uh, you yes, know, sir. Some of my friends or whatever. Thanks for um, having me on today.
0: Uh, no, thanks for coming. I appreciate it in a big way. Beautiful and, studio. Uh,
1: thank you. Honored to be your first guest. Thanks. Here. I appreciate
0: it. Thank and um, you know, God bless you, and God bless your team. Thank you. Thanks, bro. Thanks. Thanks. thanks.
1: Mm-hmm. Get the Dennis Michael Lynch podcast every day by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and download the DML News app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store for breaking news, merchandise, films, exclusive content, and team DML.